Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. When I first saw the almanac, it took me back a ways. To days long gone in my childhood room on the yellow and green rug on the floor. The smell of the old pages and saturation. This is Fresh Art International, and I'm Kathy Bird. Our podcast episode with artist Alexis Gideon features a soundtrack from his newest project, The Comet and the Glacier. Alexis grew up in New York City. His creative life began with music. He's now based in Pittsburgh, where he works as a visual artist, composer, and performer. He presents what he calls animated live operas around the world. In Miami, Florida, Alexis Gideon has been rehearsing at an art space known as Locust Projects. That's where he's creating a multimedia environmental installation. We meet a few days before the exhibition opening. I had a chance to drop by Locust Projects this week and see the installation in process and hear you rehearse. This newest project combines installation, music, video, performance, animation, clay reliefs, and paintings on glass. That's intense. Yeah, it is, it is pretty intense. It's, a pretty, it's very maximal. This is the first time you've presented an installation with your opera. Yes, it is. Usually it's one or two nights at an institution I show up and perform alongside the projection. But with this piece at Locus, it'll be it's the first big build-out and immersive installation that is going to be taking it to the next level. The work often creates like its own universe, and I think that'll be really heightened by having the immersive uh, installation. Why opera? There seems to be a trend of engagement of contemporary art with opera. I'm fascinated. Video opera is a term I used uh, to explain the performances. It's not like classical opera at all. Stylistically, it doesn't sound like opera, but all the narration and dialogue of the stories are told through music, and that's why I use that term. The image that comes up is pretty different than what they end up seeing. Let's describe the visitor encounter that's being built as we speak. Alexis has been putting in some super long hours to get this project ready and has a team working with him to create this very interesting experience. I think start with our experience of your childhood through the installation. How does that play out? Yeah, well, the the piece of Common in the Glacier is a lot about memory and, and childhood memories remembering things that were impossible for you to remember, remembering things that didn't happen. And the piece really focuses on fiction and fact and truth and how we create our own truth and what is fictitious about that. In the installation, there are different structures that you go and experience parts of the narrative. One of them is a kind of poetic replication of my childhood bedroom, um, where you see what I've been terming video poems. There's two of them on memories of growing up in New York City. I noticed both of them reference water and the beach, which is interesting. As a kid, I lived on Madison Avenue in New York City, and it was kind of a lot of traffic at night. And always hearing the traffic go by, and it always was soothing to me. I know a lot of people don't find that easy to sleep to, but to me it sounded like the ocean. That's a really uh, deep memory. The next place that we stop, I believe you'd want people to stop at a replica of your office, 
for a piece called The Almanac, which is behind the Comet in the Glacier story. Yes. So the office is based on, uh, there's a stop motion animation in some of the video, and there's a a main character, a fictitious version of me as a main character. And my character encounters this book called The Almanac that I remember reading as a child, but the book had just been discovered. And so my character decides to pick a title from the table of contents of the almanac that he hasn't read or I haven't read, entitled The Common and Glacier, and create my own version of it. So that part of the narrative is told in the life-size replica of the stop-motion set of my character's office. Two (laughs) medieval huts. They're the spaces wherein these stories are told that are based on medieval ideas of astronomy from the 15th and 16th century. There's my character's version of the story, which is told through a video that is videos of paintings on glass that I did. And then the other version, uh, which is the original version written by Frederick Otto Bueller, who's the fictitious author of the Almanac. Um, who is actually Alexis Gideon. Yeah, who is... <laughs> who, who's... Uh, so Bueller's of, version is is his viewpoint. Your viewpoint is based on your imagination of what that story was about. Your version <laughs> is told from the perspective of the people that live on a comet, see a glacier coming in the sky. Yes. And what is Bueller's version? Bueller's version is the people who are on the glacier seeing the comet approaching in the sky. And the two stories have some differences, but they also are intertwined. It investigates uh, the idea of other and the idea of displacement and the, the idea of what's approaching. What's approaching as in our future? Um, it is a bit <laughs> of a cautionary tale. Let's talk about how your live performance interacts with these installations. Five chapters take place in a four-channel video installation in these four structures we've talked about. And the audience goes through the space and finds these different fragments of the story that all have resonances in each other, and it creates this emotive, dreamy experience of the story. And then the only time the narrative is told from the beginning to the end straight through is when I do the live performance. The live performance, I'm alongside the projection, performing all the music, and the characters move their mouths in sync with my delivery. The immediacy of having me there and it unfolding in in real time makes it a communal experience because people bring whatever their interpretations are to it and people bring their emotions to it. It becomes, at its purest level, the most immediate form of the communication of the ideas. You've written that your work examines the loss of the mystical in contemporary society. I feel that it's the loss of a sense of the mythical. So much about myth is about stories and storytelling. We all can relate to the personal myths of memories because we construct our concepts of ourselves out of our memories. For those who come and experience it, what's your aim? I want people to come in and, and have an emotional experience, an, an evocative experience that maybe brings up their own memories, brings up those a dream state, a dream consciousness where maybe the exact meaning of what's happening isn't clear, but the feelings that it gives you are clear and that something significant happened. With the story of the comet and the glacier. With the story of the comet and the glacier. This is Fresh Art International, and I'm Kathy Bird. In our episode with artist Alexis Gideon, we talk about his new video opera, The Comet and the Glacier. 
Locust Projects in Miami made it possible for Alexis to transform his animated musical story. He turned it into a gallery-sized multimedia environmental experience. Inside the installation, the artist presents 11 live performances over two weeks. He brings to life a mythical narrative. For me, this work evokes the complex and confounding character of all memories. It shows how we fabricate our personal and cultural histories and how the outcome can be poetic or tragic. Visit our website to learn more about the artist and listen to other podcast episodes in this series. If you like what you're hearing on Fresh Art International, please share on social media. You'll find more than 100 episodes on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more conversations about creativity.